point. So you know, we should after further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. Oh, man. I just love that siren we haven't heard it in a few weeks but when you hear that siren, you know what time it is it's time for frank's power play and we got frank vaster on the phone lines you got 15 minutes frank go all righty Derek, and thank you and this is kind of going to be more of a quarterly report on the season slash while we were out hey frank do you like this music though Absolutely. David, you like the music? Of course. I love the jam. All right, go, Frank. All right. So, first I want to hit on the, the Detroit Red Wings, my team, which, while well, kind of while I've been away, there have been team like Steve Eisenman was doing a lot of tree shaking. When we'll flash back to October 7th where he sent a uh, was kind of a guy buried in their farm system to the Vancouver Canucks for defenseman Alex Viega. That's blue line depth. But he wasn't done. Fast forward to October 28th. He ends up getting Brendan Perlini from Derek's Blackhawks in exchange for defenseman prospect Alec Regula. Okay, so I'd try to have some help in the bottom six. But he wasn't done yet. And after the team really went through a lot of losing, getting thrown out, what have you, he said, okay, I'm going to shake the tree again. Sends Jacob De La Rose to the St. Louis Blues for Robbie Fabry, who had kind of fallen out of favor with the Blues. And since that Fabry trade, the Red Wings have actually been doing much better. Or they end up beating the Nashville Predators in Fabry's first game where Fabry scored two goals. Fabry also had an assist and a win over the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday. And he also assisted on Dennis Chalowski's game-winning overtime goal against the Anaheim Ducks. Now, unfortunately, they did lose in overtime on Thursday night to the Los Angeles Kings. But I think it, the, what I can take away from this is Steve Eiserman is not afraid to shake the tree and is willing to be a lot more proactive. I said it also on the, the Michigan Sports Truth podcast on Wednesday night, and I've said it multiple times, and you know that's a good thing. And I'm looking to see how much more individual development comes of this because before the fabric trade, a lot of the pundits were saying Jeff Blaschel's seat was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. But we'll see if they end up... But if they can end up playing well and individual development improves, players keep showing they're getting better, then maybe the hot seat talk will cool off. But if they go out and uh, stick up the joint like they did getting blown out 5-1, 6-1, what have you, then we're gonna have then we're gonna have an issue. And also a correction I said earlier that game where Fabry first played was not against the National Players, it was against the Boston Bruins, so 
correction on that statement. A few other, and that was those trades were really the only significant ones that went down um, since I last talked with you gentlemen back in October. David's Penguins sent Eric Gedbranson to the Anaheim Ducks for uh, forward Andreas Martinson in a seventh round pick. And that's pretty much about the only big time trades that have gone down. Some big news out, but the big story out of Pittsburgh, though, Sidney Crosby going to be out for a while after having core muscle surgery. David, I will let you give your thoughts on that. David? David there? Eric? David there? Okay, I guess not. So, anyways, I'll continue on. David, just buzzing if you can hear me. So, that's going to be a big loss for Sidney Crosby out due to core muscle surgery. Probably going to be out till about Christmas. So, only time will tell there how long he, he is going to be back and how much the Penguins are affected. Head. Quick look at the standings at the quarter point of the season. And right now, the Washington Capitals in first place in the Metropolitan Division with 32 points. New York Islanders, who had been kind of on a hot streak at, as well, 9-2-1, excuse me, 9-0-1 their last time. And, and they've been playing well there in second. Philadelphia in third place. Place with 23 points in the Atlantic Division. The Boston Bruins sitting in first place, 26 points. Montreal and Florida tied for second with 23. Wild cards right now. The Carolina Hurricanes hold down one wild card spot. The Pittsburgh Penguins hold down the second wild card spot with 22. Rest of the East, Toronto, Buffalo, Tampa, New York Rangers, Columbus Blue Jackets, Red Wings, who are 16 points. And the Ottawa Senators and New Jersey Devils rounding off the rest <coughs> excuse me, of the East. Over in the West, St. Louis Blues, first place in the Central Division, leading the Colorado Avalanche. We're in second. Winnipeg Jets in, in third. In the Pacific Division, where has this version of the Edmonton Oilers come from? They're still sitting in first place. 13-6-2, 28 points. Arizona Coyotes in second. Vancouver Canucks in third. Calgary and Dallas holding down the wild card spots. The rest of the West, Nashville, Vegas, Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago, Minnesota, and the LA Kings bringing up the rear. Taking a look at the statistics on the season, and stat leaders, Leon Dreisaitl, 41 points. That's why the Oilers are in first place in the Pacific Division. Connor McDavid, 37. McDavid, a six-point night last night for the Oilers. Followed by David Postrock of the Bruins with 31. Brad Marchand of the Bruins with 30. John Carlson leading all defensemen scoring with 30 points. Points on the year. Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon, Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberdeau, and Elias Patterson, Ronnie off top 10 in goals. David Pasternak leading the league in goals scored with 16. Dreisaitl second with 15. McDavid, 14. Matthews, 13. Alex Ovechkin's also got 13. Evander Kane and James Neal, 12 each. 
and Brad Marchand, Nathan McKinnon, and Anthony Mantha of the Red Wings rounding out the top 10 with 11 on the season. And here's a bright spot for the Ottawa Senators. They're kind of near the bottom, but uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot leading in the plus-minus category with plus-19 on the so bad the Senators are, but you know, at least they got one thing to be positive about. Goaltending leaders, Thomas Grice and the Islanders leading in goals against average with a 1.88, also in save percentage with a .942. Jordan Bennington and the Blues actually tied with Matt Murray, Peter Morozik, Terry Price, Marc-Andre Fleury, Freddie Anderson, Dave Riddick, and Braden Holtby with nine wins apiece. Morazic, Riddick, Pecorine, Tuka Rask, and Carter Hutton all have two shutouts each to lead that league in that category. News on the player safety front. Some recent things that have happened. Earlier this month, Flames Milan Lucic was suspended two games for roughing the Blue Jackets. But there was people saying that he sucker punched it. I'm here to say, no, he didn't sucker punch Sherwood. Because the sacrifice would be if he would have got it from behind. He straight up looked at him and he cold cocked him, as Darren McCarty would say in the Russian Five. Cold. And cock. also the Blue Jackets, Nick Felino suspended three games for elbowing in the Avalanches, Pierre Edward Valmeyer. So that, and also we have to bid adieu to the end of an era. Coach's Corner on Hockey Night in Canada is was, no more. I was going to bring that up. I said, David, and I don't know if David had heard the story, but Frank, what do you think? The old man is out the door after seeing you people. I mean, look, I I, I I hate it that it had to end this way hey, for grapes, but, you know, it's 2019. You can't really act that way in this time in in this time and place so it's it's sad to see him go out this way i would have liked to i would like to see him go out on his own terms his segments were always entertaining he was highly opinionated i mean i remember in the russian five where he talked bad about the russian players and the europeans well he's always been known as a guy that never if you were a canadian born player he kind of had a little hate on you well, I, well, and also in another, uh, film, in another film kind of related to the Red Wings, tough guy, a story about a documentary about Bob Probert. I, I when I saw that, Don, I just remember seeing all the clips of Don Cherry just thinking the praises of him. And so, I mean, that's how it was. And I mean, he was he was kind of I would say he was an acquired taste. Either you either really liked him, you were entertained by him, or you were like. Dude, just go pound sand. And, you know, I was, I thought, I thought it to be entertaining, but unfortunately, it's come to an end, and that's it is what it is. Yeah, like all things do come to an end. David, your thoughts? I know you used to kind of probably watch hockey night in Canada, but the the, the old well, man had to be put out to pasture. Well, I think part of it, and because you know, in commentary, the commentary shows that the one that's that colorful, fiery personality. Speaking of peace. I think kind of coming in terms of our kind of social and societal issues, issues of immigration and anti-immigration, and we're kind of seeing some of the fallout of, oh, you're fighting against the speech, speech, you know, he's just speaking his mind, speaking his speech and everything, but at the end of the day, I think it was well-deserved. I think 
people in journalism kind of know what lines are there and are supposed to be in tune to the lines that are there in terms of what's off limits, what's in bounds in order to stay in. He crossed the line. Am I going to miss his bodily personality? Yes. Am I going to miss his colorful suit? Yeah. But as with any of these commentators, they'll always find a way to pop off somewhere else and for someone else to kind of extend the hire to him and say, hey, come and be a part of our broadcast. So, yeah, well, what other broadcast is going to be part of? I mean, he's pretty much Canada. Who's going to, in America? I mean, in America, you know, there's a little bit more options. In Canada, what other options is he going to have? What do you say? Someone could bring him in to coach. I mean, he is a former coach. I don't think he's going to be brought back to coaching unless it's for something bad. Yeah, he is. He is. Right, 85 years old. I mean, mean, he's still kicking, but David, you think so? David? Yeah, can you hear? Yeah. Yeah, it's always these kind of situations where someone is unceremoniously to some of people's opinions firing. Like, oh, he's so absolute of a thing. And so that's why I said, you know, someone will offer or send him a job offer to commentate or even do like a, a sports segment somewhere. Obviously, it won't be on QSPSN or anything kind of that's nationally broadcasted. But like we see it all the time here in the, in the States, someone... Gets up there once we fire, then ends up at some little small time job and then works the way back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see your point though. He, he could, he could, you know, you know, a setback is ready for a comeback. I mean, him and Miles Garrett will be able to hang out together, though. I know that. I'm not so sure that'll happen anytime soon. I'm just but joking. Only just, time will tell. I kid, I kid. You got one I minute, know, one, I know, I know. one minute in the power play, Frank. One minute. So, I mean, that's pretty much going to put a wrap on my power play <laughs> quarterly report. It's already and, quarterly and, part of the season already? Yeah. But anyways, but David, you're still there. I just wanted your thoughts on um, Sidney Crosby being out for a while with core, after a core muscle surgery. Well, I was, honestly, the natural response to this sucks, and we're losing our talisman and our captain. But as we see with any other sports, it's next man up mentality, and I don't want to say... The big ones have to just kind of hold things steady for the next six weeks at minimum. But it it may not look like the prettiest pick for Penguins hockey, but that just means everyone else has to step up to let our captain recover so that he can get back to full health and get us back to where we belong. Because, again, a quarter of the way through the season, there's a lot of hockey left to be played. And as we know, yeah, it's November. All, it takes is a couple, <laughs> all it takes is a couple weeks couple good weeks of good hockey and you're back in the playoff mix or firmly entrenched atop the division. Wait a minute. The Blues were like in last place in January and they became the Stanley Cup champions. Why are we worried about this in November? I mean, I'm not saying anybody's like being worried or panicking. There might be a little bit. I mean, if the wheels completely fall off the wagon in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, there might be. Well, the wheels kind of already fell off. The the wheels kind of fell off last season in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, it, it's starting to show that they're getting a little older. And then, you know, back to back Stanley Cups, just like in the NBA with the Golden State Warriors, that takes a toll on your body. And eventually, the players are going to break down. And then, eventually, you know, the stars aren't the stars. And then you're almost 
pretty much putting together a minor league hockey or D league or G league team in the NBA. So I mean, it, it's just the, the way of attrition for teams that you know are pretty much on top for three or sometimes uncharacteristically five years for the Warriors, but two to three years, you know, you're on top. Eventually, the wheels are going to fall off and the and the motor is going to break down. Alrighty. So that'll pretty much wrap it up for my power play. Hey, on this uh, time of taping, Friday, November 15, 2019. All right, Frank. Well, you know, Frank, you have a really good weekend. You said, what are you going to be doing? Well, Saturday, I'm actually going to be covering uh, St. Mary's Catholic Central in their regional football game as they're playing Montrose. There goes to the state semifinals. Mm-hmm. So I'll be headed to the friendly confines of Navarre Field, and first time I'm heading there, I'm heading there this season. Given all the times I've been on uh, SMCC's pregame show on the radio broadcast on 98.3 Nash Icon, Adam Monroe, finally gonna get to go there, watch them play. Should be a good game. Montrose has been a blue blood in the state of Michigan. They got to the semifinals last year, where they lost to Jackson Lumen Christie. So I'm expecting a pretty good game. Oh, okay. And uh, David, I know, has one more segment. We're going to have to get back to it later. I have uh, basketball practice. So, David, you have the Wiseman segment? Yeah. David Wiseman, real quick, for college basketball. Yeah, that's a t- total loser yeah. there. But i got to go do, go do basketball practice. So, I'll have basketball practice. Then I have a scrimmage against the Berg, a.k.a. Perrysburg. And then... We have a preview on Monday where we actually wear our game jerseys, and uh, you get to see the girls play. And believe it or not, after next week, it starts the regular season for girls basketball, and the week after that is for boys basketball. Now, I do know in, in Michigan, you guys just started, Frank, so it'll be a while for you guys. But the month of November will be going pretty fast, and then also this weekend, we have the Little Brother Bowl. We didn't get to talk about that, but we, we'll probably talk about it next week in Winners and Losers, the Little Brother Bowl. And... Next week's topic, I think Frank should be, is Mike D'Antonio on the hot seat? Well, okay, I'll have to give my, I do have thoughts on that right now, but I'll reserve for next week. I'll see if I can possibly get Ryan McCormick to call. I wanted to get him in this weekend, but he's been under the weather. Right. Well, we got Miles Garrett, Mike D'Antonio. Also, next week is pretty much the preview of maybe Ohio State. Michigan, or heck, next week we might be talking about those Minnesota Golden Golfers being undefeated, right, David? Well, they, they got to yeah. go through Iowa first and at Kinnick, and that's going to be a tough one. True. Yeah, I'm just bored because of the see, you know, how quickly, how many coaches are going to be fired come Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is always interesting. <laughs> All right, David. Well, David will be calling in a little bit later. Uh, Frank, once again, have a good weekend, man. All right, thank you very much, fellas. All right, I'll talk to you yeah. later, David. All right, that was it. was David the Man and God Harrison, Frank Vashner on there with his power play. Coming up, we got more after further review, but make sure you always check us out on our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. It's after further review, and with the picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head on iPod or iTunes, and then WXUT's after further review on SoundCloud. Like I mentioned before, we'll be right back with more after further review here on 88.3 WXUT.